May 27, 7.30 p.m. A patient woman sits in a gray, padded chair and waits. She waits for a man to dig deep into her experiences of World War II. Her name is Panina Leviathan. She was a studious girl when she was younger. She was learning Precibus Institutas when her world was shattered. Panina Leviathan would survive the Holocaust. The Holocaust was a genocide committed by a fascist group called the Nazis. They targeted mostly Jews, but they also killed gypsies and homosexuals. It lasted from 1941 to 1945 and killed around 6 million Jews. Panina was born in Lithuania in 1921, and although she was a Jew, she went to a Catholic school. She had an amazing life. She had two loving parents who worked in a little shop in Priana, and she had a brother who was seven years older than her. She was intelligent, and she had many friends, but that all ended when her little home in Shaoli was turned into a ghetto. Ghettoization is when the Nazis went into little towns and took out everyone who's not a Jew, gypsy, or homosexual. They shoved people in who were Jews, gypsies, and homosexuals, and the ghettos usually overpopulate. Many families were forced to live in cramped conditions in the same rooms. The ghetto had too many people in it, then the Nazis would take people out and they would either put them in concentration camps or find a different ghetto and put them in there. Since Shaoli was such a small town, the Nazis decided that it would be a great ghetto because it was so small and a lot of people would be cramped. Many people came into the ghetto, but her parents never did. Her brother wanted to run to Russia and he had a good reason. The Russians were also retreating to Russia. Soldiers who were trained to fight and hide their fear were running. She and her brother walked to the Russian border, and they could see it. They rejoiced and started walking towards it faster and faster, but the Germans caught up to them and forced them to turn back. On the way back to the ghetto, the Duanian fascists took her brother and some other men that they were traveling with and threw them in jail. Her brother's only in jail for a few weeks when he was killed by the Lithuanian fascists. She was devastated, and she thought she had no more family, but at the end of August in 1941, she got the news that her parents were safe in a very poor suburb. She was happy with the news, but her parents could not leave the small suburb, leaving Panina all alone. Panina, having no more contact with family, snuck out of her ghetto and into the neighboring town. She knew it was a bad idea and that it was very dangerous, but she wanted to go into town and feel what it was like to walk freely. She ended up getting a job at the harvesting department there. Whenever she went into town for a job, her friends were there waiting for her. Her friends sold Panina clothes. Also, the townspeople were not fond of Panina. While they had to pay fees, Panina did not. She was allowed to buy things, but she was not allowed to pay the taxes or fees for them because she was not a legal citizen. Every day she went to work and she took the long way because she didn't want to be in town for the townspeople to look at her with disgust. She was getting fitter and fitter by the day because she had to walk to work. This helped when selections came. Selections happened in most concentration camps. If a concentration camp, or in this case, a ghetto, became overpopulated, the Nazis or Lithuanians, or the head of the ghetto, would hold a physical test in order to determine which people were stronger or better than the others. These tests were overall unfair because in concentration camps, the conditions were awful. There was barely any food and the people were overworked. In the ghetto that Panina lived in, they were also starved and the men were overworked. The people were unable to look after themselves, and when the Nazis started selections, many of them were unprepared. After running many miles as fast as possible in order to pass the test, some still did not pass. 
If you did pass, you'd be given a yellow card. If you did not, no yellow card. Most elders and small children did not pass. The small children were thrown into the train tracks in order to kill them. As the children were screaming for them to stop, mothers would go into the tracks with them and die alongside their child. Everyone else would be brought to Hagen, a camp where no one comes out. There are a couple of reasons that the people of Shaolin went to Hagen and were so unprepared for the selections. They had barely any food. There were only two wells in the whole ghetto filled with dirty, lukewarm water. Families were forced to live together in cramped apartments or blocks, as they were called in some ghettos. The electricity was very expensive, and worst of all, if a person were to get sick, unless it were very severe, the one doctor in the ghetto would not give you any medicine. These conditions were so bad that a friend of Panina's, who was a history teacher, wanted to document them, so he started a diary. He wrote about everything that happened at his work, in the ghetto, and at other people's jobs, specifically Panina's and her cousin's job. The history teacher was offered a different job away from the ghetto, and he was forced to move because he could not say no to a different job. Panina and her cousin finished the diary, and they found small containers to bury it in. Later, the book would be found and published, and is now known as Inkast Shaoli. This friend would be accused of theft later in 1968. When her friend left for the job, it made Panina feel lonely, but not for long. She got married only a little bit after her friend left. She went to a nearby priest and asked him to help her escape. The priest, surprisingly, said yes. He gave her false identification papers, but he could not get them for her husband. It would have been fine, but her husband could not speak Lithuanian very well. He told her that they should just stay, but Panina did not listen. Under the cover of night, Panina and her husband went to the priest's house. He let them stay for only one night. Then, he sent them to the head of the church he worked at. At first, the head of the church did not want to help her, but Panina started to explain that they were sent by God to test the head of the church and see if they were truly good saints and good Catholics. They were scared that God would send them to hell, so they sent her to a man who was already secretly housing three other Jews. Her husband slept there while she went to the priest, who had helped her originally. They stayed there for 11 months, until people started getting suspicious. In the town, if someone new came in, they would have to go to the town hall and register, but Panina was too scared to, so she did not. Soon, rumors started to spread that Panina was not supposed to be there, and she was forced out of the house she was staying at for fear that the priest would be caught. She went back to Shali, but only for a little while. Then, she was moved to a different hiding spot. Panina wanted to go back to her for her husband, and she did. They finally started to leave together. Panina's husband decided not to leave. He wanted to stay in order to keep both him and Panina safe. But soon after Panina left, German forces started to search through the houses. At the beginning of the war, the Germans used to go through the houses and take away anything that, anything that was Jewish from the homes. They did not search non-Jewish homes though. Then the Germans would burn everything. But closer to the middle of the war, the Germans started to search through the homes in order to find stowaway Jews. Although the Nazis did not hate other normal Germans, whenever they looked through the houses, they would do it aggressively, and it would always be unexpected. The Germans started to search the houses of the small town her husband was hiding in, and they showed no mercy if they found a Jew. Panina's husband had to sneak towards the forest without being caught. 
He had to be careful because the Russians, who were in the forest, had planted mines around it. As he maneuvered his way through the field, a Russian who was keeping lookout took him to his commander. They thought that he was a spy sent by the Nazis, but when he finally convinced them that he was not a spy, they tried to help him find Panina. He had made it his mission to find her, and when he finally found her, they both agreed it would be better to go back to Shaoli. But Shaoli was in flames. Everyone was either gone or dead. Most of the Jews died from the Germans, throwing the Jews in front of them in order to protect themselves from the bullets. The rest were brought to concentration camps, unless they were burned alive in the fire. Panina no longer had a home. She had no family, no friends, only her husband. She told him this and explained that she wanted to leave Germany forever, and they decided that they would. Although the war came to a close, it was won by murderers. America had dropped not one, but two atomic bombs on Japan. Their names were Fat Boy and Little Boy. Together, they killed 150,000 citizens of Japan, and many more to come because of the radiation. When Japan surrendered on September 2, 1945, Germany realized that it was losing allies. The war finally had come to a close, and Hitler was dead along with his wife. They both had committed suicide. Panina, after hearing the news that Hitler was dead, wanted to leave everything that had happened with Hitler behind. So, she decided to go to Israel. A very sweet couple took Panina and her husband in for two days. Then, Panina had earned enough money to start her journey. First, they went to Warsaw, but many parts of it were already burned, so they left for Romania. Romania was helping people escape, but a ship was sunk by what she remembered to be a British ship. Turns out that it was illegal to leave Europe, especially after World War II. Romania sent them to Austria, who sent them to Italy. Italy was helping them leave, but Italy was having a hard time doing it. Italy had just killed Mussolini, their leader, and they were in terrible condition. Mussolini was killed on April 28, 1945 by a firing squad and hung in Italy's main square for everyone to see. When Panina and her husband made it to Italy, they heard about what happened to Mussolini, which only made Panina want to leave faster. They finally made it to Italy. There was no water for them. Panina felt lightheaded, but she kept going. They were ushered onto a ship and told to lie down. They could get up only at night to go to the bathroom, which there was only one of. Panina knew that this was illegal and she was scared, but when they made it to shallow water and they saw the beach, they were ecstatic. A couple of young boys came out with boats to take them towards the shore, because most of them could not swim. But there was a great storm, and the little boats that were brought out by the boys were tipped over. The children and most of the girls could not swim, so they all drowned. Many men also drowned that day, but they drowned trying to help children and women live. Although many of the boats were tipped over, Panina's, Panina's boat did not tip over. Her husband's boat also did not tip over. Panina and her husband barely made it to shore, but they finally made it to Israel. Panina and her husband started a life there. She had two children, a boy and a girl. Those children had four grandchildren, two boys and two girls. Her husband, sadly, has passed away, but he lived the rest of his life happy and free of discrimination. Some people did not like Jews, even after Hitler died but they never showed it to Panina's family.
The story may have been about Panina, but the events she went through made me realize that what I want or complain about doesn't really matter. Panina made it through the Holocaust. I am sure I can make it through cleaning my room. Panina has suffered through so much. She made out with love. Emotions are what, termi- what determines our actions. We have petty emotions, like doing the dishes. We have emotions that can make us be irrational, like the Holocaust. We also have emotions that make us feel good, like happiness and love. Our emotions help us get through things, but they can also make us tear things down. Only you can choose what you want to do with your emotions. Do you want to destroy everything the world has built, or do you want to help the world build more?